Eye on 2020, episode 87. Have 2020 vision with Eye on 2020, the podcast that brings you all the news and events in the lead up to the next presidential election. I am Ray Eaton, and I will keep you up to date as we approach November 2020 with a libertarian perspective of all the candidates and their policies, along with the news. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's clear our vision. What's up, everybody? It's Ray Eaton, your host of Ion 2020, that place that you're coming daily for the news-related events and the things that are going on uh, as we lead up to November of 2020. Someone's going to be going against Donald Trump in this thing, and the Democrats are just lining up. You guys know that, don't you? Yeah, absolutely you do. So uh, I appreciate you listening and tuning your ears in today. I want to make sure that I'm covering that news for you thoroughly and uh, giving you, you know, information about different issues that these candidates face and so forth, things that people are throwing out there as ways, you know, promises that these candidates are making and everything else. Uh, I'm also going over some issues with regards to like the, like yesterday I talked about um, the national debt and a few other issues as well that I'm just trying to bring, you know, things that maybe these candidates should be talking about, but they're not. Because you have the Democrats, all they're doing is just, they just are, you know, giving away the house. They're just trying to, they're just trying to buy the election, it sounds like to me. And what, one of the things that I wanted to talk about today was, is that a good strategy or not? To be, I mean, the way that the Democratic Party is right now, they hate Donald Trump. They just hate him. I think like it's 85% of Democrats can't stand Donald Trump, right? So if that's the case, why would they want to run somebody that's going to be, you know, drastic change? Why are they looking for somebody that's going to, you know, try to bring sweeping change to America with overhauling Medicare so it's Medicare for all, paying off uh, student loans, giving people a free college education, things like that. Like, why are they running on something like that rather than running on a, hey, I'm not Donald Trump. I'm somebody that can beat Donald Trump. And a lot of people say that that's the main issue that they're looking at. A lot of Democrats are saying that. But then you have the socialist movement, that democratic socialist movement, so-called, that's out there trying to bring sweeping change because they can go that far left if they want to. Because that's just the political environment that we live in today. It's just weird to me when people hate Donald Trump so much, apparently, that they would try to do sweeping change like they would the, the all the momentum right now seems like it's behind these sweeping change candidates but you know what a lot of that could just be the fact that Bernie Sanders in 2016 was able to get a lot of momentum so a lot of these people are trying to stay as close to Bernie Sanders as they can but then also you're going to have that person that's going to stay closer to the center and I think that's what Joe Biden's doing. I mean, if you look at him for the last week, all of his campaign events and so forth, he's just trying to, he's making the case that he is not Donald Trump, that he's going to bring, you know, make the presidency respected again on the international stage. 
and on the national stage. That's what he's talking about the most. He's not bringing a lot of policy issues into it. He's bringing a, we want stable government back again. We want a re- president that's respected again. And that's what that's his campaign message. A lot of people say that they don't think that's going to resonate with the Democratic voter. I'm not sure if that's the case or not. Some people, I even heard someone say today, they don't think Joe Biden's even going to get, you know, get to the Iowa straw poll. I don't think it's the Iowa straw poll. It's the Iowa caucus. Sorry, the Iowa straw poll. I think is in September. They say he. They don't even think he's going to get to the through to the first caucus in Iowa. Um, and if he does, he's not going to win it, and then he's going to be out by New Hampshire. I think that's what this person was saying. And I just, I mean, when you're the strongest candidate right now, you're the one with the most name recognition, um, it is possible. I mean, things change pretty heavily within these within these uh, campaigns over the course of the months, right? And some really bad stuff could come out about Joe Biden over the course of that time. So you just, but it, it, the same thing can happen to any of these candidates. Some really bad stuff can come out about those people. So, um and then they'll just start dropping like flies. I think that Joe Biden has a message that's going to resonate with the people that just don't want Trump to be reelected. It's definitely resonating with the neoconservative movement because the McCain family is behind this guy. Um, and I've heard a few other Republicans come out and say it as well. Um, so who knows what the what the best issue to push is. I just think it's kind of unusual that in a time when everyone just wants to get rid of Donald Trump, not everybody, the Republicans don't. The Republicans seem like they support him at like a 90% level from what I've seen. Um, but then you also have, I think it's 50% of people say that they are that they are happy with the, the job that Trump is doing right now. And that changes. Those are the polls that are the daily tracking poll that I look at, at on Rasmussen.com. Um, 50% of them say that they're okay with Donald Trump and what he's doing. And I think 41% are happy with the direction that the country is going. So I don't know what the historical number for that is. I'd love to see it. But then you also have, uh, you know, he, Donald Trump is tracking above Barack Obama at, at the same time during his presidency. So this is, there's, it's just interesting stuff that's going on. It's just, I wonder what the right message is on the democratic side because most of these people are just like you know they're they're like the guy holding up you know the guy handing out candy just as much as i can give out to get more kids to come to my house you know like they're just trying to reel people in they're trying to buy as many votes as they can it sounds like to me they're trying to have sweeping change in a country that has 22 trillion dollars in debt as i talked about yesterday um so go go back and listen to that show. I thought it was uh, interesting the the way that these people are you know wanting to spend so much money in a country that's you know has so much debt right now. Um, but I just I, I don't know I, I don't know what the right message is going to be for these Democrats now for the Libertarians. I don't know what the right message would be for the Libertarians to because the the thing about the Libertarians is they're not in it to win it. The Libertarian Party is going to get, you know, around 1% of the vote. They're trying to change hearts and minds. They're trying to push people towards liberty. They're trying to educate people towards liberty. That's what the libertarians are trying to do. They're trying to talk about 
whatever issues they that, that they talk about. Last time it was a we're not we're not Donald Trump and we're not Hillary Clinton. We're kind of like you know fiscally conservative, socially liberal. We're like the the middle ground guys. We're the responsible ones in the room. We're the ones that are not over there fighting the corner, but we're the ones that are rational and want to have a country that you know is is fiscally responsible but socially liberal that's what that that I mean that was the Gary Johnson sales pitch pretty much he got out there and that's what he said the true libertarian message is just a message of non-aggression and if, if everything springs from that you want to have a non-aggressive foreign policy you want to have non-aggression among people around you you are going to never aggress upon somebody else and you're not going to ask somebody else to aggress upon somebody for you as well that's where the root of of the libertarian movement is from that's the root of libertarian philosophy is just a policy of non-aggression they call it the non-aggression principle is what they call it and everything kind of springs from that and then people that in in the book human action the idea is that people do act though so you're a person you're an individual but you act and at that point you have to figure out how to get along with the people around you and what's the best way to get along with the people get along with all those people around you right you have 10 people in a room and you have and you're trying to accomplish something you can do it by a bunch of different ways you can do it through persuasion you can do it through force right and that's about it um you can, if you have a great idea, you can persuade people to go along with you on that idea. If you have a product that you want to have, you can persuade people to buy that product, or you can force them to take it. And you can do that through laws, you can do that through violence. But the libertarian way, the libertarian movement says that you're going to do it in a non aggressive way, non coercion, not coercing people into certain things, but you're going to persuade them. It's a, it's a, it's the most peaceful way to live if you had a libertarian society in that sense, you know? Now, you're always going to have those bad actors and so forth, um, but then society figures out how to deal with that in a non-aggressive way. If that person's aggressing against you, you figure out ways to protect yourself without forcing other people to protect you. And you might get together in groups, that's one way, I mean, that, that's a great way to get together in groups. Join together in groups. Join a homeowners association that's going to have protection around the, 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 the neighborhood that you're in. Things like that. Those are non-coercive ways to live in society. So that's the, that's the libertarian way. That's But the libertarian message for the, for the election, right? Because we live in the real world. We don't live in a libertarian utopia. I don't know. I don't know of anyone that does. Uh, they tried to start one in a town, like in a place called Liberland or something like that, over in uh, Croatia, at the border of Croatia and some other country, Serbia, I think it was. They tried to start a thing called Liberland, but I don't know where that's going. But we live in America, so we have to deal with the government that we have. We have to deal with the aggressive policies that they have uh, of taxation, of forced confiscation of your wealth. And then everything else springs from there because the gov- that's how the government gets its money, right? Through confiscation of the wealth of the people. And then everything else comes from everyone else fighting over that money at that point, right? They're taxing $3.5 trillion per year from the American public. 
you know, almost a little over that. I think it's like $3.7 trillion per year they're taxing for the American public. And that's everything else is them confiscating your wealth and then everyone else fighting over that wealth. So we live in the real world. So what's the libertarian message for the real world that we live in? Can you be all philosophy as a libertarian? I'm not sure. I don't think you can uh, in a political environment, in, in an election like that. You're definitely want to have that philosophy and you want to be grounded in it you want to have you know that compass pointed straight towards libertarian you want to be like a ron paul who does not cut corners on any of those things you don't want to be like the gary johnson who tries to water it down a little bit you want to look like you have that moral compass pointed towards the libertarian north of non-aggression but you can answer those questions in a way that people have that would answer it so that they would say hmm maybe he is right and that's it. Like I heard, I think it was Jason Stapleton was saying something in effect of, um, if you can if you can get somebody to agree that it's wrong to hurt people and take their stuff, then you can. Then once they agree with that, then you could wrap all the conversation that you have around that particular ideal, right? So when you start talking about, you know, the wars and so forth, well, what? Why would we? go over there and hurt someone and take their stuff in a preemptive manner when we disagree that that's wrong why would it, why would we tax somebody why would we allow the government to tax somebody when you shouldn't hurt people you shouldn't take their stuff right like there's a lot of things that go along with that i mean the the entire government that we have is based upon coercion of confiscation of forcing people to do things of passing a law to make this illegal or that illegal then we're going to put you in jail if you don't do it i mean just think about it if, if if you think it's if you think we're living in a world right now that's not coercion then decide that i'm not going to pay my taxes anymore and you will see what coercion is you will see them come to your house and lock you up and if you resist they will shoot you that's just the way it is right so do we want to live in a society like that or not um i think that the libertarian argument can where people can make a good strong libertarian argument that'll convince people now there people are always in resort to the easiest way so the way things are the status quo that's the easiest way right so people are if you if you could bring them a little bit closer towards a libertarian ideal every single day making those little points then maybe you can teach people that coercion is wrong that aggression is wrong and then you can start designing your government around that or getting people to think in those terms, right? And I think that's what Ron Paul did very well. I mean, he may have been on those debate stages, and I've heard people say, oh, he sounded like he was crazy up there or whatever. But he was making very valid points that spawned people to action. And you had people that realized, holy cow, what this guy is saying is right. Maybe we shouldn't have... A government that's over there aggressing upon other countries maybe we shouldn't have our country invading other countries and and maybe there is something to this idea of blowback and blowback is when you're over in another country and something happens and you bomb us a bomb a synagogue or bomb like a you know a church or something like that then everyone in that church hates you hates you and all their family members hate you and then they're going to be willing to go over and take their lives in order to uh, stop your country from doing something whoa hey sorry about that my i was sitting in my car uh recording this episode and my car started talking to me but i apologize but 
So what is the moving forward? What is the libertarian point though? What what can a libertarian? What can be the libertarian message in this particular, um, in this particular election? So can it be I'm not Donald Trump? I don't think that's going to be a winning message. Can it be I'm not a socialist? I mean, you can definitely contrast yourself against socialism, and I think that that would probably be the strongest thing that the libertarians can do is bring somebody that can explain in a concise manner the difference between liberty and socialism, right? Between liberty and communism, between liberty and force, between non-aggression and and aggression. Have somebody that can explain those things in a concise way, you know, when they're getting their media events and stuff like that, that can you know, really hit home with people because you only have a few chances when you're a libertarian candidate. It's not like you have the main stage debates. You're not going to have all that. So you kind of have to get in there and make the best of every single interview that you have um, and somehow get it to go viral, somehow get that message out there. So you want somebody that can explain it very well. You want somebody that's um, not going to get too deep in the weeds on the fundamentals of libertarian thought but can be consistent when they're talking about that message and bring it home to something that resonates with the people. And that's how you get the 1% or 2% of the vote, I think. Um, but I just don't... I mean, you you can have the popular person that was a governor and so forth. You can have that, or you can have someone that's going to really bring the message home and maybe change some hearts and minds, like a Ron Paul did back in 2008 and 2012. That's what I'm hoping for from the libertarian side. We'll see if that happens, though. I'm not sure. Um, the libertarians have been kind of... The libertarian party has been kind of... You know... Sometimes they get a little bit more starstruck than... You know, starstruck about somebody like a Gary Johnson running with a Bill Weld, right? But you might have... You know, I don't know if Thomas Massey is going to run or anything like that. But you might have a libertarian-leaning Republican that converts over and becomes a libertarian to run for the libertarian nomination i just don't think that's going to happen as well i think you're going to have the likes of you know some yeah i think you're going to eventually you're going to get somebody that 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 comes out as the shining star in the libertarian movement that's going to you know take that mantle and run with it i just don't know who it's going to be a lot of people are pushing for tom woods but i think that guy is completely happy in what he's doing right now he is actually making way more progress for the libertarian movement than he would as a candidate and i don't think that would be an asset to the libertarian movement to have him running uh on the national ticket plus they will really eat up beat him up again about stuff that he would have to explain you know uh, they always do though i mean everybody has those the little so-called skeletons in their closet that aren't really skeletons you know um but, you know, you're, you're, somebody's going to have to take that mantle. It just needs to be somebody, in my opinion, that is going to be concise in their message um, that can resonate with the people out there on a libertarian, you know, but holding true to the libertarian uh, philosophies that we have. Um, but the Republicans, you know, they're going to be, the, Donald Trump is going to be focused in on the Democrats for the next 18 months and just trying to uh, beat those people up big time. That's what he's going to be doing. Uh, the Democrats, what's their message? I'm not sure. Um, they're gonna, <laughs> they're just going to have a message of how much can I give you? 
How much can I give you to vote for me? What do I got to do? What do I got to do? Do I got to, you know, do I got to give you the shoes on my feet? Actually, they won't give you the shoes on their feet. They'll give you the shoes on their friend's feet. Actually, they'll just go hold up a rich guy and take his shoes and his shirt and everything else that they can. Like, that's what their, that's what their message is, essentially. And that blows my mind. I don't know if it's going to be a winning message, uh, but we shall see. But hey guys, I do appreciate you coming out and listening today. I really do. Um, it is Friday, so please enjoy your weekend. I think that uh, uh, the weather looks like it's going to be good in my area. But I'm actually going down to Florida this weekend as well uh, to visit some family. And my, one of my best friends has a quinceanera for his daughter. So I'm going to be heading down to that and uh, getting all dressed up because those people really go all out. I don't know if any of y'all are Hispanic, but... Uh, these people seem like they go all out for their uh, their their parties for their kids' sick. What is it? Fifteenth birthday party. So that's what we're going down there to do. Uh, but I will be back on Monday, so please come on back and join me. And uh, while you get a second, go ahead and subscribe to the show so you can hear the show on Monday. And if you really like what you hear, five star rating and review. I on the Empire is the website, though. Go check it out. Uh, there you'll see, be able to get links to like the Facebook page and the Twitter page as well. All I got to do is type in I on the Empire on either of those and you'll find me also. Twitter, I on the Empire is all one word. But then what you got to do at that point is come back on Monday and you'll have clear vision for 2020.